I'm a very safe driver. Up to a point. Which point? Uh, Welcome to the Vintage Podcast with me, Alex Clark. This time we have a treat and a literal departure as the podcast goes on the road with me at the wheel uh, for the very first time. I'm joined by Joff Winterhart, graphic novelist extraordinaire, whose Days of the Bagnold Summer was one of the first graphic books ever to be shortlisted for a Costa Award. I took Joff around the streets of London on a very, very balmy day indeed. podcast on tour. I'm driving with, uh, I wouldn't say you were a nervous passenger, Joff Winterheart, would I? I'm just nervous altogether. Tell me about your book, which is all about driving, (laughs) sort of. Actually, it's everything about driving and nothing about driving, am I right? Uh, uh, There's quite a lot of it takes place in a car, which I did come to regret because uh, I really hate drawing the insides of cars, so I tried to keep that to a... (laughs) I tried to keep the inside of a car to a minimum, so I just had like okay. maybe a bit of the steering wheel or, you know. But I even hated during the car seats. I had to do that quite a few times. Okay, so you didn't think this before you decided to tell the story? No. You didn't think, mustn't do, mustn't do cars because... I, I hate drawing cars even more. <laughs> okay, okay, so you're never going to do it again. I love many things, but I, that's just not one of them. So the book is called Driving Short Distances. Yeah. And the story, very roughly speaking, is about a young man who has not had the best time, he's had a breakdown, he's not kind of progressing with his life, and he goes back to live with his mum to get his head together, and he wants to do a job that basically doesn't have a great deal of kind of emotional commitment or mental commitment, he just wants something sort of restful to do, is that fair? Is that how... Just something with like no responsibility and nothing, which is supposedly yeah. what he's meant to be trained or trained for or good at. You know, like um, he's got some sort of art, art school history, so maybe something which is totally uncreative, basically. Yeah, that's what yeah. That's what his his goal is. Yeah. And where did he come from? In the <laughs> world? Where well, uh, I don't know. That's a, I haven't thought of that actually. Where he came from? I, I guess in some ways it's. Uh, based this is somewhat autobiographical but he's very different to me really because I'm quite outgoing he's very introverted yes so, he's, um, he's a quiet chap isn't yeah he? he's very shy but I'm very attracted and interested in shy people so I guess maybe that's where that's where that kind of you know the kind of character he is comes from somewhat and then also I have also uh, had periods in my life where I've been shamefully inactive so I guess some of it comes from that I don't know, is that really shameful? Inactivity well, is much it, underrated. It feels, in the t- at the time, you know, you look back on it quite nostalgically and think, oh, that was amazing. I didn't do very much then. But at the time, you sort of think, goodness me, I really should, you know, transcend or, you know, at least do something more constructive than... Are you not sure you couldn't just rebrand that as mindfulness? <laughs> well, like, there's a kind of, like, a weird reference to that tiny bit in the... In the uh, in the content of the book, very, very perceptive. Uh, well, he just has to. He is basically. He's got no, 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 um, no choice other than to be no. sort of mindful because so little is happening. 
in its, in its deployment. Yeah. So, but the, the main kind of engine of the story. Oh, engine, sorry, that's, that's good. A terrible. Oh, yeah, that's didn't good. really mean that. <laughs> I should say we're just driving around Smithfield Meat Market. Yeah, right now we're looking at a huge like hoarding on a building we of are. a of a guy holding a massive piece of meat in a in a hard hat and a white coat. That is. Image. It's true. It's a beautiful day in London. I feel a little bit like James Corden, except the car isn't so great. The main engine, yeah. pun, it wasn't intended the first time, but is intended now, uh, is the guy uh-huh. that he meets. Tell us about him. Keith is probably about in his 60s, shall we say. He's an older gentleman. Um, he's, he's got a company called KLN Limited. Sounds a bit like KLM Limited, but it's not. I think he, he gets that, people saying that all the time, and he, it irritates him. <laughs> and well, it's very mysterious what this business does. Yeah. It's sort of vaguely engineering-related, but... I can't, I, can't, I can't really answer that question, because I, <laughs> honestly, full disclosure, as they say in the modern world, don't know. <laughs> he does something, in a way it seems very old-fashioned. Because what he does is go around places, have a little conversation with mates, yeah. does kind of deals. There's a clipboard. Not, it's not, yeah, he yeah. has a clipboard. Yeah. And he enlists Sam yeah. to do unspecified <laughs> jobs yeah. uh, in a world of business that never really materialise, never comes to fruition of anything actually happening. Yeah. But they eat pasties, yeah. they walk the dog, Sam walks the dog. Yes, Cleo the dog. Cleo King, the dog. King Charles Cavalier. Who hates him. Yeah. It's, I, 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 it's a King Charles Cavalier because I knew it was going to be an angry dog or, you know, a bad-tempered dog. Yes. And they look a bit like that anyway. You know, they've got these eyes. They look like... I mean, I'm a big dog fan. I love dogs. Uh, but uh, the King Charles Cavaliers, they look like they're being strangled and they're very angry about it. You know, they've got those bulgy eyes. They look kind of spoiled and a bit bratty. Yeah. So I think that's why I... Uh, chose the, the, that particular breed of dog. The thing I loved about the book, and I, d- I just loved it, was just this Keith, the character of Keith is something, it's so well observed. Thank you. He's such a kind of interesting character. He's kind of, hmm, he's a bit of a pain. He has a lot of sayings, doesn't he? He has a lot of kind of phrases that he likes to throw into the mix. Often he says, uh, I'll tell you something and then let's leave it there. <laughs> Am I allowed to go down this? I'm just about to uh, buses only. No buses only. Hey, so accidentally, guys, uh, I am lost in the new uh, the new road layout, and I'm crossing the Thames, which I didn't really intend to do. But in another way, we're getting to look at the Thames. Yeah. Here we go. Topic. He has a million little truisms. Yeah. He loves to affect an air of mystery, doesn't he? He's always saying, well, I'll tell you something and let's leave it at that, he says. And then it's just like, what's going on? And one of the key mysteries is why he has a left-hand drive car. <laughs> which is very funny. Tell us just a bit more about, about Keith and the kind of okay, paint a picture as you indeed have done. Well, you mentioned the left-hand drive car. And uh, I'm so glad you asked that. No, uh, there's. Uh, uh, but he only has that left hand left hand drive car because I drew a picture of Keith that I really liked uh, initially. When I when I when I'm trying to draw the people for the book, or whatever I draw, you know, picture after picture, trying to get people right. It's like auditioning people, you know, uh, auditioning mm. the drawings almost, trying to get what they look like, you know. So I draw yeah. 
loads of pictures of, of attempting attempts at Keith, and I drew one which I really liked. I thought that looks like what I wanted to look like. But um, I said I, I drew it, and I said I showed my friend. I said, "Well, check at this. This is a guy who might be in my new book idea." And he said, "It's good, but he what, he drawn the steering wheel on the wrong side. It was a picture of Keith sitting in his car." And I thought, oh, well, I could scan it into the computer and flip it around. When you do that, it changes. If you flip around a drawing you've done one way and you, you do that on the computer, it makes it look really different. It's not like the exactly same picture reversed. So you got it totally by accident? Yeah, I thought, oh, sh-. And then I sort of thought, thought, oh, well, maybe he's got a left-hand drive car. That would be funny, <laughs> you know, because that would be sort of bloody-minded in a way. So that's why he, he's got that. And then there's, a, there's, quite a, there's probably rather too many references and too much material in the book about having left-hand drive car and how, you know, awkward it is. I get quite, you know, I get some cheap jokes out of that in the book. So that's all because I drew, I drew it on the wrong side. Pure accident. There we are, the creative process. Yeah, you see. And the Hulk is going to be grey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just totally, totally um, revealed to us. Now, weirdly enough, we are driving up to, because I crossed the river, this makes me feel even more with Nail and I. <laughs> <laughs> we are coming up to the IMAX, uh, the massive, massive cinema, and there is a huge uh, it's sort of wraparound ad for uh, Despicable Me. Oh, my Three. friend, my friend, my neighbour, he said, I was driving my neighbour, who's an older person, and they said, he's got bad eyesight, and he said, oh, Despicable Meb. <laughs> Because he thought that three was a B, you see. It, yeah, that would be a different cover. I don't, what would that I wanna, be? I want to see Despicable Meb. I don't know, maybe it's about something called Meb who's not very likeable. Yeah, what, what, it, it, are those minions, well, right? Those are minions. Yeah. I've only recently seen one of these films for the very first time. Is it good? But it, well, I really enjoyed it. Okay. But what I'm kind of uh, interested in is obviously you could do that, but you don't do that. You could draw, you could draw a minion, you could work in animated film. Oh, not computer but, animation though, because it's, you've got to be good at computer. But yeah. it's another it's another sort of form, and I'm wondering why you've chosen to work in the graphic novel. Well, I have made some animated films, not computer animation, like just look at one web. But uh, I have. Whoa, man! This is, that was a daring move Job in the car. Is, I just pulled in between two very very large vehicles because I was bored with sitting there. <laughs> Don't do that. You're bored of my answer. Kids. I um, wasn't bored of your answer. <laughs> I want to hear the answer. I can't remember what it was. Oh yeah, I've made on, some animated films, but they take a long time. They take a long time in a much more depressing way than a, making a, a comic strip okay. book makes a lot, takes a long time. That's that's a nicer way of taking a long time than animated films. Because with, with comic strips, you only have to draw the picture once. But with animated films, you have to draw it over and over and over again. And yes. Make, make someone's, you know, like, forearm move. Ugh, it's so boring. So, uh, some people like it, but I've made some. But, but for they were, you, it's... They were underwhelming. It's, it's working on paper. Yeah. All the way. Yeah, paper's good. And just talk us through the process. I was really interested in what you said there. So there are loads of versions of every character. Yeah. And so Sam, at one point, maybe wasn't this incredibly tall, incredibly yeah, he, thin, he, he, scruffy guy. He was sort of like a generic young person. And I thought, oh, man, I'm so tired of like generic young people. And sometimes they give them, like, I don't know, like a Nirvana hoodie to show them they're, like, <laughs> young, you know, or <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Uh, 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 but then I thought, then I saw someone, and he was very, very thin and they had very, very tight jeans how the youngsters have them nowadays and I thought, um, oh that would be good well maybe he should have those and then people always say to me well, I, some of my friends I would show the drawings to they would say, isn't it a bit too thin and I, and I would just point them at, at the, I would just point them at a picture of Joe Ramone and I'd say, <laughs> people, people's legs can be that thin and tall and then they would stand corrected 
That's something I don't get to do very often. No, yeah, only the lower half is like Joey, but so that so the legs Joey Ramone, and then like the and when I'm coming up with the what people look like, I do have like lists of people. So instance, I think I had David Tulis, you know the actor. Yes. The young David Tulis I had on my list. Who else? Tom Courtney, people like that. You know, people who look unwell from and very British. That was sort of on my reference for... That's uh, very... The, the Britishness is, is really interesting that you said that. Yeah. One of the things that I came away from the book thinking was that it is a little love letter to a small town <laughs> England, in a way. <laughs> that it's got this kind of, you know, bit, you're sort of making fun of bits of it. I mean, I'm thinking of the Carvery. Oh, yeah, the Dinner, Carvery. you know, when all <laughs> Keith and his associates go for their bi-monthly... <laughs> Carvery. It is bi-monthly. It That's is good. Bi-monthly. It's a detail you remembered. Well done. Not monthly, by the way. Not monthly. That would be too, 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 much. too much stimulation, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They can only, it's a treat that they have to allow themselves. <laughs> uh, and the treat consists of going and standing in the smoking area of a not particularly nice-looking sort of pub restaurant. Yeah. Uh, and then going to eat inside. Going there for a long time, drinking pints, and then um, going to eat a sort of grey roast dinner in silence yeah. but I found all these details really touching it seemed to me they were sort of uniting the kind of rituals and the rhythms of life in England outside big cities Yeah. Um, and also there was obviously something about masculinity going on through, through the book Men <laughs> Keith for example at the bi-monthly carvery doesn't really drink he pretends to drink yes. but he doesn't really drink <laughs> there is a kind of element of machismo there that he, he doesn't isn't really him yeah I mean I think that's that's kind of meant to be within like part of Keith's character is that he's you know he's he's full of some sort of uh, you know bravado that a lot of his friends they all kind of you know talk in a certain way but in certain ways Keith is sort of uh, you know frightened or I don't know insecure or maybe he just doesn't like to drink you know which is fine but he but he, he wouldn't be able to say so he doesn't yeah he doesn't he doesn't kind of say so exactly he just just tips his beer into a uh, potted fern <laughs> instead <laughs> secretly um, yeah I, I don't really know Carveries I don't really go to well I'm from a small I'm from like a field in Somerset so our near, all our nearest towns were you know quite small so a small okay. town. So, like, Bruton was the big city. Bruton! Oh, my gosh! So you, got a, you got a good Somerset knowledge. All the local characters in your book uh-huh. that Keith introduces uh, Sam to, all the, you know, he's a great, runs a very good news agent, he's a great car salesman, etc., yeah. etc. There aren't a lot of women in it, apart from the ones in the, I know, I know. selling the pasties. I know. I really. I, I mean, every time I got to uh, up to a page with like where the women character feature, feature would feature heavily, I'd be like, oh, oh at last. <laughs> Get away from these. Yeah, men. I just yeah because you know generally uh, yeah I, I really enjoyed coming up with the women characters even though they are scant because the Keith world is very male orientated and it's sort of like you know it's quite tribe tribe tribal. So uh, I really, yeah, I really, the women, all the women characters in it I really like, and I sort of thought, uh, after I was done, I was like, oh, I could just, I wish I could make a book about the, about the woman Val, who's really, really nice, who works in... Uh, oh, yeah, she's lovely. Yeah, I really she's like her. I, I, I had loads of ideas about her that I just yes. totally tried to sort of jam in there, which I, well, and I've got loads more, so... Am I right to think that, that, I mean, a lot of the book is sort of stories that we don't really ever get to the bottom of? 
<laughs> we do, do you know, I mean, she's got a story, evidently, because... Um, she just sort of has, hasn't she? Yeah, I, I she really... She clearly has sort of more going on than, than she's Everyone else on. in the book. <laughs> um, Keith has stories that we don't, you know, probably to do with relationships failed or departed in any case. Yeah. We don't really know a great deal about... I'm a quite about, big... In, in stories in books and stuff, I'm a real big fan of uh, mystery, you know. I, I, like, I'm really into detail, you know, so it's obviously not, not mysterious. It's, you know, it's quite factual and I like... I like the small details, but I also really love mystery, you know, where it's not, it's not totally explained. Although, you know, sometimes I see some sort of, like, super arty film and it's really minimalist and I feel frustrated. So I try not to, I try and walk the line for making it not too frustrating, but just, because, you know, if you have mystery, then the, uh, the reader can uh, fill it in with their uh, own imagination, which I think is a, a nice uh, thing to experience as a reader, for, well, from my reading perspective. Yes. I always enjoy that. Yes. Uh, oh yeah! Oh look, this is great! This is the uh, um, Big Ben. Is that Big Ben? It looks considerably smaller than the other bit. What's that bit? The bit of the Houses of Parliament? Yes. Where's I... the pickle? Uh, the pickle is right <laughs> over the other side of town. In I fact, just, we've I just driven away to say from pickle. the pickle. Um, do you know, the Big Ben, this uh-huh. morning, it's just chimed for the last time, hasn't it? For like five years or something, because they've got to restore it. Oh jeez. Oh, um, suspicious. And so we're seeing it. It's fallen silent now. We have just arrived and I haven't finished asking you questions. Now, what I really want to ask you about is the business of writing graphic novels or it's drawing. Funny. It's funny you're looking I in the eye now, isn't it? I know. Before, you know I, I know. I could just ask you anything <laughs> yeah. before, couldn't I? No, it's um, more probing. <laughs> um, how did it start? Is it a medium that you're going to continue in, do you think? Is it your medium? Well, um, it depends if anyone... They like people like this book I've made now, and maybe I'll keep going. Otherwise, I guess I'll be like um, the chap in my book and think about what to do next, and maybe go and get a job. Maybe sort of Not with art, Keith, maybe life will imitate art, and I'll go and like find the closest I can find to Keith and start a new new career in <laughs> trading estate type jobs. Uh, no, I I really like to draw. I really like to do that, and maybe I like to write as well, but I'm very, very frightened of writing, and I feel very uncomfortable about it, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, I would start the pages for making my, making this book, I would begin, uh, I would do it like two pages at a time, and each time I'd do two new pages, that's how I sort of wrote it in increments, just as wrote it as I went along, mm-hmm. and uh, every time I'd start, I would think, I, I, I would think, I would have the thought, I cannot write, I can't, I don't know how to do this. What's so the, the sentence? drawings would come to you quite naturally. They would flow. You'd think, okay, they're in the car now, and they're going to go into the pastel yeah. shop. Say, I knew I could. The drawings would, you know, I would agonise about them and try and get them to look a certain way and try and make them expressive and stuff for the expression I wanted. But I kind of like, ultimately, I, I knew I could do that. But when the writing, I would think, I, I, I can't do this. Mm. I, I don't think I'm capable of. But you did. I thought, like, what is a sentence? You know, what is, uh, is it, I don't even know what they're called, Ad, adverb, I don't know about that stuff. So then but you're I, just describing what you're drawing with you, extras. You've got to describe the mood as well, the kind of, you're getting across a feeling. I suppose, yeah. No, the drawing, the drawing is uh, the part, I mean, drawing is sort of like writing when you're, when you're making a comic strip, mm. it's sort of, you know, shared, mm. isn't it? A shared responsibility. But I couldn't write a book which was just no pictures, that would be woeful. And, uh, but I like writing the dialogue though, actually. I'm saying all that. All that was the narration. Most, most of about. it is dialogue, yeah, really, so isn't it? I'm quite, sometimes I enjoy writing the, the dialogue. That's not, that's not too hellish. 
I'm not meaning to complain. It's a complete privilege, you know, <laughs> being able to do this, this stuff and making the books. I can't believe I can't believe I've ended up being able to do it, man. It's pretty. Well, it's an amazing, amazing book. Thank you so much Alex. for allowing me to drive you. Thank you. <laughs> I got down. The driving was excellent. I felt very safe. Uh? I only looked at this this uh, on. Oh, the airbag. On, yeah, I only situation. looked at the airbag word once when we were driving. <laughs> it was when we came pulled out in front of that. And in, have on you the thought roundabout. of your karaoke song? Oh, what song? I like singing that song, Frank Mills from. Um, from Hair, the musical, you know, I think the Lemonheads covered it in the 90s. Okay. Oh, don't, don't start talking about music, man. Otherwise, we'll, we really will never leave the car. Too, I'll, get too, I'll get too excited. What is Keith's favourite song? Because it took so long to make. I've got loads of ideas that I didn't use. And one of the ideas that I was really into that I just thought would take too much setting up, but I really wanted to put in, was that in... There's one bit when they go into Keith's house... Keith's bungalow, and he sees Keith's front room, and it's just got a bunch of, you know, sees like a, a you know, a record box, like a seventies record box, uh, but not like a trendy one with like a nice retro handler and thing, like a sort of horrible sort of one with like polyurethane. Uh, is that the right word? How do I say it? Yeah, you know, like I a know sort of, what you mean. You know, like a cheap sort of plasticky one with a little buckle on it, and it's and it's sealed. And he was gonna think, oh god, I really want to see what records Keith's got. And then maybe one time they were gonna go. This is why it didn't happen because they would have to go back inside Keith's house. It was too much. Too many finding cabinets to draw, so they were gonna. He was gonna find this this record box and like while Keith was at the room, he was gonna surreptitiously open it and see what was in it. And it's gonna. It was gonna have two. No, it's gonna have three records in it. Three LPs, all probably untouched since like 1977. And it, one of them was gonna be uh, a British bird song, you know, like a sound of British oh, bird very song. Good. Yeah. And one was gonna be yeah. British jets taking off and landing. Very good. You know, and the other one was gonna be uh, a Nolan's album. You know, with probably with oh. the hit on it, it can make me feel like dancing. No, what was it? Da- what was it? I'm in the mood for dancing. Sorry. I'm in the mood for yeah. dancing. It was going to be that, the Nolans. That was like t- Keith's three records. So, <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> but there are so many songs that I associate with So you with can you. Give, us, give us a little blast of... No, I'm, I'm not I singing. I feel like I, I'm okay. in the mood for dancing. You, you sing that one. I'll play drums. Can, can, can remember the words? I'm in the mood for dancing. Is that it? Oh, it's great. You're You're a nice singer. That was good. (laughs) Thanks for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed our conversation and indeed enjoyed driving short distances. The best way to have your say about the Vintage Podcast is to review it on iTunes. And if you do, you might even win a copy of the book. Until next time.